It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Another hour, New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. It is time to feed the people. Help you make some money in week one. I don't know about you. I'm playing with house money. All my picks landed. I won in regard to the the Rams-Bills game. The only one that didn't was Allen Robinson over receiving yards. I don't know what the heck happened there, but um, had the Bills. Actually, jumped on the Bills back in May when it was plus one. Had the Bills minus two and a half. Henderson over receiving yards. Von Miller getting his sacks. Stafford interceptions. So I'm happy. I'm going in. With house money, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have a good time today. We got Fat Jack, who's joining us, professional handicapper. Uh, check out his site, FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack, so funny. I, like you know, you you don't call people fat, but listen, hey, you're giving yourself th- this name, so I, I'm just gonna roll with it. But we're excited to have you on New York Game Day. How you doing this morning? <laughs> I need it. Yeah, I've been doing this for 27 years. And when I started, I was about 360 pounds. I mean, Whoa. I was not a sexy man. So I've lost about 120 now. So I, I'm on a show called Beat the Odds that runs on the Yes Network uh, in New York and around the country. And people will see Fat Jack and say, this guy's not all that fat. We've seen it as Speedo. I've still got some girth. But it makes a little less sense now than it did back, you know, 25, 26 years ago. When I was a big old boy. But uh, speaking of big old boy, yeah, excited about this weekend. Um, I had the Rams on Thursday. Um, a lot of the sharp players did have the Rams. But, yeah, good for you for having the Bills. They got it done. Uh, they, are, they are absolutely a juggernaut right now. The good news is, is I, had, I was 8-1 yesterday. I felt like one of those scandicapper dudes who comes on and only talks about the wins. But everybody's po- every game is posted and documented at FatJackSports.com. And you can see – Every play, win, lose, or draw. And yesterday was a huge day for us. I mean, that's, that's really, really rare that you're going to go 8-1 and one on any given Saturday. And I had a couple of overtime games that ended up getting there, BYU and Texas Tech. So exciting start to the weekend, and the NFL's finally here. And, uh, I'm ready to go. Well, yesterday, I actually I laid the 20 with, uh, with Bama. Obviously, we know how that ended up for me. Uh, but I'll tell you what, um, yeah, but my, best, my best bet was Kansas State. So, um, so I, I broke even. I like maybe just maybe. Also. Yeah, that was my best play yesterday. Was Kansas State, but hopefully again, and folks. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Not gonna say they're, they were an easy one. Also, aren't those nice? I don't know what's good. Texas recruits well, but my gosh, I mean, Alabama. You know, got off to a good start. They're running the ball, and then all of a sudden, started giving up yards and making mistakes. But both Kansas schools, I like. I, everybody thought I was crazy. I like Kansas also. Um, I, I go on. I, that was one of my free plays around the country. Was Kansas plus the points? Uh, Napier's doing a really good job there, and they were in a ton of games last year, including beating Texas. So, um, a good start for both Kansas schools. So if you're in the middle of the country, you're happy. But uh, yeah, teams. Uh, we're fine with the NFL, which is why uh, why football is what it is. And I know everybody in New York's excited, and also to get this get the day going. Well, we're excited. We've got Fat Jack here on New York Game Day wearing a Speedo and ready to break down some games for us. So <laughs> let's start with, with game number one. And I'm on the same side here with you. You like Pittsburgh getting the points, plus six, plus seven in some places. Uh, listen, 
I, I think folks are sleeping on Mitchell Trubisky. I, I think we've got this, this stagnant view of him in his horrible situation in Chicago. He learned, he grew, he developed in Buffalo last year. He came to Pittsburgh to start and to prove a point. And I think we're going to see it today against Cincinnati. Tell me all the reasons why you like Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not high on Trubisky. I, when he was in Chicago, he dude couldn't throw it to Lake Michigan. And so I'm not positive he's going to be great. But who I am positive about is, first of all, I know what the, the league is. New, the NFL is very underdog-driven. Four years in a row, the underdogs have outperformed the favorites. In fact, last year, underdogs won 37% of the time. Last year in week one, underdogs were 12-4 and four against the spread. There's no better coach in the league by far than is uh, Mike Tomlin against the spread as an underdog. He's incredible over his career. Next to Sean Payton before he exited the league, Tomlin is the man when it comes to underdog, especially on the road. His teams are 41-23-2 against the spread as an underdog. As a road underdog, Tomlin's teams are 29-19-1. And Anita, as a road underdog, straight up, he's 23-26. and this guy gets it done. When you give him points, he will figure out a way. And let's not forget that Roethlisberger was not Roethlisberger for the last few years. So he wasn't not the guy starting Joe Montana anyway. So he didn't have a great quarterback before. He gets it done against the number as an underdog in an underdog-driven league. Everybody needs to always recognize the 80% in the middle of the NFL, you need to look underdogs first. If you're looking favorites and overs, you're going to go broke that way. Top 10% maybe. Bottom 10%, you can play against them. But that middle 80%, there's a lot of parity. I like Mike Tomlin plus the points anytime if you give me almost a touchdown. And I do believe there will be some aggression with Cincinnati as well. Let's take you down to Miami. The Miami Dolphins going up against the New England Patriots. New England, Bill Belichick, he's had his guys down there for over a week trying to deal with the 100-degree weather, 100-plus percent uh, you know, humidity down there. I don't know if that's going to do it. But Miami, minus 3.5. I'm just not sold on Tua. Fat Jack, I'm just not. But yeah. you're you're willing to lay yeah, this it, with the hook. I am. And, and this is the uh, this is one of the only favorites I'm playing. It's a couple different reasons. It is incredibly difficult to get used to the weather in South Florida if you're from anywhere else early in the season, especially De- altitude in Denver and any type of humidity. Even a week is going to make it difficult. Combine that with the fact most of New England's games early in the year are going to trend under the total. They don't score a ton of points. And I believe in Tyree Kill. This is when he was in Kansas City. I know everybody knows what a playmaker is, but I'm not sure everybody realizes how big of a difference he will be and what, how he uh, gets chaos going for all the defenses out there. This guy, Patrick Mahomes, has 179 touchdowns for Kansas City all time. 143 of those, Tyree Kill was on the field. So even when he's not catching touchdown passes, he is creating chaos for defenses that they, he's very difficult to cover. I'm not sold on Tua season-wide, but this is a good spot for them. The humidity, all the things going on in South Florida with that weather, and then the fact they add a huge weapon offensively. I actually like them. I'd like the three, three and a half in Miami at home. And last but not least, you're on Arizona getting the points against Kansas City. Tell us all the reasons why. Yeah, this is an uncomfortable one, right? I mean, nobody likes to pay, play against Kansas City at all. But Cliff Kingsbury and, and uh, Tyler Murray, if I can keep him away from Call of Duty for the first half of the year, yeah, this guy <laughs> is absolutely next level when, when it comes to starting off the season great. We forget, last year through seven years, Arizona was 7-0. and They were beating very good football teams, and they were the number one power-ranked team in the league. Then injuries set in. 
Uh, Donkey Kong came out. I'm not sure exactly what happened to him. He got hurt, and they end up losing games and fading the second half of the season. First of the season, though, since he's been there. Two, last year, they beat Tennessee as a two-and-a-half-point underdog in the opener. Two years ago, they beat San Francisco as a six-and-a-half-point underdog in the opener. They are that classic peacock that shows up, plays well when it doesn't matter, and then seems to fade late. Kansas City, I do think there's an adjustment without Hill. They, they've got more weapons to spread around, but that's just too many points in week one. So give me Arizona plus the points there. Love it, Fat Jack. Appreciate you. So again, Pittsburgh with the points, Miami laying the three and a half, and Arizona plus six. This is Fat Jack's picks. Again, check out his website, fatjacksports.com. Uh, are there any photos of you and Speedo uh, up on the site? No, absolutely not. And I, you know what? If I go undefeated this year, maybe. But no, that's the only time. Nobody wants to see me in a speedo. I'm going to keep the clothes on. I'm going to clean it up. I'll be in New York here coming up in a week or so. But you won't know that I'm the fat jack because I will be fully clothed walking down 8th Avenue. Fantastic. Uh, we appreciate you joining New York Game Day uh, this morning. Uh, good luck in week one. I need to have a great week. Uh, yeah, you guys, go get them. It's a great weekend. Enjoy the NFL season. Go New York teams. Let's get some wins going today. And uh, you guys have a good week. Talk to you soon. You got it. He's Fat Jack. It is time now for Anita's Locks of the Week. Anita's Three Locks of the Week. All right, Kiwi, we just heard from Fat Jack. He gave us his three plays. It's time for mine. First and foremost, I like the Eagles today, laying the points against Detroit. Their offensive line is a complete mess. I know you're going to appreciate this. Jordan Davis, to me, we're going to find out at the end of the year that Jordan Davis is possibly could have been the best pick in this year's NFL draft. This guy is going to destroy the, D- the Detroit Lions offensive line. You just watch. They are so deep. It's ridiculous. I think that's where it's going to be won today. I know a lot of talk about Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Goddard and, and yada, yada, yada. This Eagles defense is so sick and so dumb. Bradbury went there. I, I, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know how this line is in seven, seven and a half. Love the Eagles. Going to lay the points against Detroit. Number two, Carolina. We talked about it earlier. I just, I love this Carolina team. I, I love that, that Baker Mayfield's going to play with a new lease on life. Better offensive line than uh, Carolina had last year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, dude's a beast. A lot of weapons there. Cleveland starting Jacoby Brissett, really big reason. Last but not least, I like the Vikings. Give me the Vikings at home with the points. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do with the talent, the plethora of talent that's on this Minnesota Vikings team. And I think Kirk Cousins is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. He's always finishing top five in fantasy. His completion percentage is ridiculous. I just like this Vikings team. Meanwhile, uh, you've got uh, Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams, doesn't look like Lazard's going to play. I know they've got a great defense, but the Vikings at home, watch out. I think their offense is going to be really explosive, so give me the Vikings with the points. Those are my three locks of the week. With that being said, is there one that really stands out to you that you love or that you hate? No, the, the only reason I'll say, uh, I mean, the Eagles, it's a, it's a good pick, but like Dan Campbell's team, like watching him talk and, and watching how he inspires his team, he's one of those coaches that I would love to play for. So, you know, it being week one, um, I hope that they can come out and, and do something different and, and change the narrative for, for his team and that season. The rest of the picks, I, I, think, you're, I think you're on point. You, do, you usually do pretty good. It's week one. We'll let you live this week. 
<laughs> you'll let me live. Okay. All right. Usually you're, you're, you're nice. You're, 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 you're working with kid gloves it's today. Week Usually one. you come it's out week swinging. One. Boom, boom, it's week boom, one. uppercut. It's boom, week one. boom. You Anita, know, your picks stink. If, if somebody if somebody wants to pick the Giants week one, you know what? Let them. You know, this is this is a time for hope. Everybody should have hope. All your dreams should be alive. Like let's let's let it let's let it play out. After after I'd say like week two, it's time to be realistic. All right. But week one, hey, let's all dream. Let's every everybody pick their favorite team. Everybody pick their favorite player. Hope they have the, the best season that they possibly have. Let's come back down to reality in about a week and a half. Let's end on this eliminator pick. I don't like to call it a suicide pick. Eliminator pick. Everybody's playing in those those leagues. And uh, week one is important. If you had to decide Denver over Seattle, Saints over Atlanta, Ravens over Jets, Colts over Houston, who would it be? Who would be your eliminator pick today? Or maybe it's somebody outside of the four I just presented to you, Kiwi. Ravens over Jets. <laughs> yeah, me too. Boom. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think. Right. I don't. I don't think you go against Lamar. You know, and what he's done. I don't care if he hasn't played in preseason or played a year and a half. We talked about him being a generational player. I just don't. I don't. I don't see. Um, you know, a rebuilding team or a team that has you know issues at quarterback or a team that hasn't shown one that they can put a defense out there that's capable of stopping one of the greatest players, arguably, to play in recent history and put up enough points to keep a competitive long enough to play. I think that's the that's pick right there. Yep. Uh, Kiwi and I on the same page. Ravens, that's our eliminator pick for all you folks out there. Sorry, Jets fans. Sorry, not sorry. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Also, uh, today's, hold on, let me call up, let me call up my information here. Harvey, by the way, we've got Tom and Harvey who are producing the show today. This is their first time producing New York Game Day. Gentlemen, uh, what are we? We're, uh, we're two and a half hours in. Great job so far. Highly, highly, highly commend your work today, guys. Thank you. I know this is a lot of moving parts, New York game day. You guys are doing an excellent job. Uh, today's New York Yankees injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. And of course, uh, Zach Britton, uh, Chapman, uh, Castro throwing for double uh, A today. Rizzo got a blood patch and doesn't have headaches anymore, according to Aaron Boone. Well, well that's a positive. Uh, so that is your New York Yankees injury report uh, brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and, and, and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic 
immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. Uh, some news and notes in there. All the best in the business reporting. Uh, Jacoby Myers expected to play week one against the Dolphins. Um, Adam Schefter is saying that, that J.J. Watt unlikely to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, as we know, J.C. Jackson will not play for, uh, for the, uh, the, the Los Angeles um, Chargers. I keep on, I want to say San Diego. It's just so hard. My brain's got to wrap around that still today. <laughs> Chris Godwin expected to play tonight for the Cowboys. Little surprise there coming off of an ACL and MCL repair. Zach Ertz likely to play today for the Kansas City Chiefs against Arizona. Drake London knee expected to play week one for Atlanta. That's going to be fun. A lot of people expect him to win rookie of the year. We'll see. Michael Thomas will be active for the Saints. He's been dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, George Kittle not expected to play today for, for uh, the 49ers. I'm telling you, the Bears, upset special, don't sleep on the Bears. I'm not sold on Trey Lance. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Matthias, let's get to our calls. We've got quite a few people who've been holding on. They want to get involved. Uh, let's go to Rich in Brooklyn. Rich, you're up. Welcome in. Rich, you there? Okay, let's go to Danny in New Jersey. Danny, welcome into New York Game Day. Hey, good morning, Anita. Good morning. Uh, I, I got two fantasy questions for you. I wanted to know, would you start Godwin or Julio Jones? And I would, I would one... start, I would start, I would start Julio Jones again. I'm, I'm, I won't use shock, but surprised that Godwin's going to be active today. I want to imagine that he's going to be on a pitch count or maybe he's going to be used as a decoy. I would go Julio Jones. Question number two. Next second question is a little tougher. It's for my flex spot. Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson? Um, I'd go Josh Jacobs. And, and thank you for the phone call, Danny. I just for whatever reason, I was I was texting with my good friend Bram Weinstein, who's part of the the radio team for Washington, and um, just the, the coaching staff is just not happy with Gibson. Just not. And and not that I think Josh Jacobs is going to do anything fantastic this season, but out of those two. That's who I would roll with. Okay. Uh, let's go to Lee in Long Island. Lee, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How are you? Good morning. Great. This is the I mean, opening day of the season. No better day in the, in the year. This is the best radio show on, on, on the planet. So thanks for taking the call. Um, I actually wanted to give you some props. I don't think you get enough uh, props when you, when you call things perfect. And uh, when Zach Wilson, the day after he uh, had his knee injury in that, that preseason game, I don't know if you remember this. You got on the next, radio the next day, and you the next day, and you said, "Yeah, two to four weeks is a pipe dream. Um, it'll it'll never be four. It'll never be two weeks. It'll, it's almost impossibly four weeks. It's looking like six or seven weeks." And then, sure enough, as it turns out, the two to four weeks is a pipe dream, and it is six or seven weeks. And you absolutely called it the next day. It was a great well, job. I've had seven. I've had I've had seven knee surgeries, Lee. So it's not that I have a crystal ball. I just, <laughs> Matthias, you knew that, dude. No, what I was thinking is you become Three. an expert on your your area of injury when you, when you play. on on knees. I become an expert on knees. You, you know, ACL, you know when you're in the when you're in the locker room. Three ACL four meniscus. And um and and it's and, and listen, Kiwi, you know right? It's different. You know, you've you've got a tear on the meniscus. Uh, orthopedic surgeons decide on two things. Number one, they can suture it back, mm-hmm. or they could shave it. And what they do is, you know, Kiwi, and they shave it and they shave it to where the point that the tear stops. Mm-hmm. So now you, you know, but, but. <laughs> then you some, have stability you know, some, issues moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently they shaved his, but it wasn't, the tear was not very long. 
So it's not like they had to shave a lot from what I understand. Okay, which definitely is good news for Zach Wilson. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to Emmanuel in Flushing. Emmanuel, welcome in. Uh, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. How you good doing? Morning. Good. Good, man. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. Ta- I miss y'all. Eddie, I miss y'all. I mean, I miss. It's been like since the last time we called. I think it was like last year. But I'm happy y'all are back for for another season. Um. Anyway, I want to ask you about the Giants. Uh, do you think this is really Daniel Jones' last final year as a starting quarterback? As a starting quarterback um, in the league or a starting quarterback for the New York Giants? The Giants for the Giants in particular. I personally do not, uh, Matthias. And, 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 and thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Thank you for the compliments. You know, Kiwi, the Giants did not pick up his fifth-year option, which mm-hmm. was a little surprising to me just because, listen, you get a quarterback for $20,000 these days? Dude, that's a deal. That's a deal. But they didn't. Now, listen, they had some, some sal- not some, they had a lot of salary cap issues. I, I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see if Daniel Jones thrives in this offense. At what point in time do they negotiate a new deal with him? Do they, do they agree to some type of extension with him to see how, this is, how he, will, he will be in this offense for the next two to three years? That's what I anticipate. I don't anticipate them tagging him if Daniel Jones could thrive in this offense I do expect the Giants to reach out and negotiate a deal uh, that will take him for the next two to three years to see really how he can thrive and grow and develop in Brian Dable's offense that is my opinion I'm curious to get yours I think what you have to understand is that it's a business and once you're outside of it you realize it's less personal than it is when you're walking in and out of the locker room. So when you're walking through the locker room, you think, oh, they didn't, they didn't pick it up. They didn't do this. They, you know, they, they must not want me. No. Is there a market for Daniel? Is there a threat that they may lose out on having the opportunity to re-sign him to a structure that they want? It doesn't seem like there is. So they're conducting, you know, the business the way that they, that they want to. And it's hard for players but it's also hard for fans to to wrap their head around that. But that's all it is. It's a, it's a numbers game, and you try to um, you know conduct the business the way that you can to to you know keep as much money in your pocket and, and get the best players out there on the field. But if there's no demand, if there's no threat, then there's no real reason for them to do so. Um, I don't believe that this is his last year playing in the league. Whether or not this is his last year playing for the New York Giants, I think that still remains to be seen. Because the other part of that is if they felt strongly enough that this is our guy going forward, then they would just make that decision and they would move forward. And they haven't done that yet. Uh, by the way, New York Game Day brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Heating Oil and 24-hour service. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's 866-OIL-DEAL for sure. Uh, we get back. Jordan Renan is going to join us. We'll turn our attention to what's going on with the Giants as they have a later game. Kickoff is at around 425 in Tennessee. It is the start of the Brian Dable and uh, Joe Shane era for the Giants. What can we expect? We'll get the latest from Jordan Renan next right here on 90.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jordan Renan joins us now on 98.7 ESPN as the Giants get ready to take on the Tennessee Titans. Late game, 4 o'clock game, 425 is kickoff. Um, and Tennessee's favored by 5.5. Jordan, uh, new era here with Brian Dable, Kafka, of course, calling the plays. Joe Shane, improved offensive line. For me, this is the season of Daniel what are you expecting from Daniel Jones today against this Tennessee Titans defense? I mean, I'm expecting Daniel Jones to be used as sort of like a mini version of Josh Allen. I mean, I, I know people don't want to hear that because Josh Allen is pretty much the best player in the league. But the <laughs> Giants are going to use him in a similar in a similar way, right? I mean, you're going to see them throw a lot of those quick quick passes underneath, try to hit a couple down downfield plays use his legs, I mean, in, the, in regards to design runs. So, I mean, that's what I'm expecting from Daniel Jones here in the opener. I mean, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, look to take some shots downfield. He has a good arm. He has a big arm. That's one of his best skills and, and his legs also. So, utilize those skills that he does have. And I made him the sixth overall pick. And, you know, we've seen him at times, Anita. We just haven't seen them consistently, right? They just haven't been able to have consistent offense. And I think – with this Brian Dayball version, and, and I talked to Saquon Barkley the other day, what's the difference? Right? You were 31st ranked offense, and you pretty much have most of the same pieces coming back. And uh, he said, you know, you could see it in practice that it looks better. And number two, and this is probably the most important thing, we're all actually healthy and on field for this game. That's a, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, playing, you know, with guys who are, who are out is part of the game, but when you have significant injuries year after year at, you know, key positions, that is very difficult. My question is who, who is um, Daniel's go-to guy? Like who's his best relationship? I'm not talking about like who he, um, who you think is going to be the star, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, when right. you, you're, cause you're in there, when you, when you see a guy and you see him have a relationship, is there a guy that we can say, Hey, this, this guy's got his back. Cause it could be an offensive lineman. It could be, you know, somebody in the backfield or it could be a receiver. Who's his guy. I mean, David Sills is this guy. I think that's why you saw a good related, you know, connection with David Sills throughout the offseason, but he's also close with Sterling Shepard. And I think you see that relationship on the field. They both spend almost all their time here in New Jersey. So when Sterling Shepard's on the field, to me, he's like his, his, you know, Comfy blanket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sterling Shepard's a guy who can win. Like, he, you know, you let Sterling Shepard go to work, he'll win off the line of scrimmage. He'll get open. The problem with Sterling Shepard, again, like we're getting back to this, is can he stay on the field? But I think in this new offense, like Sterling Shepard just coming back from the Achilles injury, Darius Tony, you know, really hasn't been on the field much since he came, became a giant last year. Uh, Kenny Galladay with the uneven summer. Like, I think it's going to be sort of a feeling out process of, okay, once we get into game situations, who is Daniel's go-to guy? Like, it, it's, it's sort of like, okay, let's see how, the, how it uh, develops and evolves in-game action. Who stays healthy for a few weeks here early in the season? 
And, you know, that I think will become his go-to. I, I honestly, and look, I watched him all summer. I can't sit here and say with any confidence that any one of these guys, okay, this is their number one receiver right now. Like, to me, Kadarius Tony is easily the most talented at this point, right? And, and he, if he, you could tell me he could stay on the field and be, you know, uh, just be trustworthy. Like, he, I could see him becoming that guy. But until I see him, you know, develop that trust from the quarterback, the coach, from the front office, like, I, I don't know. I can't really believe it. And, you know, can you count on Shepard to stay healthy? Uh, can you count on Galladay to bounce back? Has he lost a step? I think that's a big question we're going to find out here real quick early in the season, whether he can turn it on. I have, I have my doubts. But, yeah, it, it's really just way to see kind of on who the guy is. Again, Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Not only is it the season for Daniel Jones to see how he can thrive in this offense, but also it's Saquon Barkley. And everything that I'm hearing is that this offense is yeah. really going to run through him. Uh, he very well could rush for much over 1,000 yards and have anywhere between 70 to 80 receptions if he can stay healthy. Are you hearing the same thing, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, look, it's been the plan every year here since he's healthy is run the offense through Saquon Barkley. I don't think this is going to be any different. Uh, but they're also, remember, both sides are fully motivated like to use Saquon Barkley to have heavy, heavy usage, right? He's on the last year of his deal. He's looking for – he would like, you know, looking for a payday and a new contract next offseason. Like, it benefits everybody for him to be used heavily and relied on. So, and, and I do expect the, the you know, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and the Giants' new offense to use Saquon Barkley because when he's healthy, which has been a problem also for him as well. Common theme here. I keep saying that, right? I mean, about every guy. But, you know, and when he's healthy – he is their best player. Like, he's their most talented player, and you've seen a better version of him this summer. This is the best I've seen him since, I guess it was the beginning of his second year before he, you know, when he was fully healthy, before he kind of uh, had that high ankle sprain. So, what is that, 2019. So, that, that, that's positive. You have the best version of Saquon Barkley heading into the season in a contract year. Now, is that is that what this offense is designed to do, or is that – are we trying to put a square peg under a round hole here? Is this defense designed or is this offense designed to run through Saquon or are we trying to feed him the ball because he is the best player? Yeah, that's a good question because the version of the offense that we saw in uh, Buffalo is definitely pass heavy. The version of Mike Kafka, you know, the offense that he comes from, Andy Reid, the knock on him is always, he never runs the ball enough, right? So mm-hmm. I do think it's, it's a, a pass first offense, but, this is what they have, and they're going to utilize. I think their run, their their line is better as run blocking, as it's currently constituted, and their best player also happens to be their running back. So, for now, I think it's just this is what the personnel dictates. I also think that, you know, there's a lot of really short passes. Which I think although Saquon will be heavy usage in the pass game, uh, a lot of like quick screens and you know quick plays, bubbles. So the receivers and you know stuff like that. It makes it, it makes it hard for me to believe he'll put up reception numbers like he did as a rookie. Let, let's ter- turn our attention to what's going on on the defensive side of the ball, right? Like I saw Tibbs didn't make the trip, but I'm hearing that him and Ojolari are doubtful for today's game, and then also no Blake Martinez. This linebacking core, I've got some big question marks defensively. Bring us up to speed. Who's going to be active? Who's not? And and how are they going to be able to stop Derrick Henry today? 
Yeah, I'm not expecting Ojolari or Thibodeau to play. Those are their top two edge rushers and outside guys. And this isn't like your team's Kiwi. There's no, like, you know, Kiwi or Tuck or OC to sort of rotate in there. I mean, it's Jihad Ward and O'Shane Zimenez who – O'Shane Zimenez was basically uh, inactive for half for most of the last year. Like, that's where he was on the depth chart. Uh, so, they're, they're definitely thin right now. That, that, that definitely hurts. And don't – I mean – Oh, the middle linebacker spot against Derrick Henry, they weren't planning on cutting Blake Martinez until everything went down, you know, like days ago. So the fact that they now have to put a new middle linebacker in there, that linebacker core is really, really shaky. And that's kind of deal because the matchup is the Titans, who do like to run the ball. Like, that's what they're built on. And Derrick Henry, so it's going to be – it might be a tough day for the defense. Get to the Giants' offense and sort of hold up their end of the bargain and uh, keep it close and put some points on the board. It's, it's definitely disappointing. Aziz is the guy that I was, you know, keying in on and, and hoping to have, um, you know, a big season. I did say this is week one, right? So there are storylines that are yet to be written. So you know, if you're a Giants fan, there's there's reason to be optimistic just because we don't we don't quite know. My question to you. Um, well, and then also, I always say, you know, you know, replacing a middle linebacker is a much bigger deal than most people, you know, understand. Like that's your signal caller. That is your heart of the defense. That is the guy who needs to have a personal relationship with the defense coordinator to make sure that not only are the plays being called, but the interpretation of the checks, the changes, the the motions are being interpreted the right way. Uh, that being said, what what do you anticipate? Let's say, you know, we get to week whatever, week four, and every everybody is healthy, or at least the, the majority of the players are healthy. What is the identity of this defense? Like, what are we looking for this defense to to provide? What style of play can we look at, in your opinion? Aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. You know, get after the quarter. I mean, just the way Wing Martin does things, is aggressive. I mean, everything about him is aggressive. I mean, he's just like... He's just thinking, get after the quarterback, bring everyone to the line of scrimmage, create deception. You don't know who's going to come after the quarterback. I mean, that's kind of your hopes today. Is, all right, what can he scheme up, right? And I, I think that's the kind of defense you're going to see. It might take some time because they're adding new pieces. Um, now, the one thing about the middle linebacker spot, and Kimi, you tell me what you think. It was a little different in this situation because the Giants were planning on having Xavier McKinney, who's obviously their safety, be the, the play caller anyway. So, and I think that was part of it. It was just basically all, they were basically phasing out their middle linebacker as a whole. And their middle linebacker, Blake Martinez was basically set to play two downs anyway and not be the signal caller. And mm-hmm. so that'll be a different, a different feel, I think, for the defense in general and sort of how they operate. And I think maybe more so than other teams, this team's defense is going to run through that secondary and we'll see how good that secondary is. In my, in my experience, when you have somebody coming down from the secondary calling plays, that's not ideal. You know, it happens. I've been on a team where, where that was the case, and and it, it, it it's kind of you know it, it's you, you got to do what you got to do type situation. You can win like that. Don't get me wrong. Wait, but, why? Is it, because it's an extra line of communication that has to get like to a different level. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just because of where they're coming from, where they are aligned and where they need to get to. You, you got a guy who needs to, you know, take 
you, you're taking him out of his natural position on the field to come down, make the call, and now he's got extra work to do to get back into position. It's just easier to have a middle linebacker or somebody who's already going to be aligned up front. Everybody comes down to him, get the call, and then you can relay it to the guys on the outside to you know with signals or hand checks if you're you know that advanced. But when you have somebody coming down from the secondary to make the call, it's just not ideal. When you're playing, you have guys all the way up in the front who need to get the call. The guys up in the front need to get the call first because they're the first line of defense. They're the ones who need to get their hands in the grass and they need to be able to, um, you know, to get in position prior to the calls being relayed to everybody else who can, you know, you can you can be a little bit late out of position if you're, you know, a safety um, you know, getting back there, but the guys up front need that call first. So the middle linebacker disseminates a call to the guys up front first. Boom, you get your check, you get your, you get down, and then we'll we'll work with the guys behind us to do all the matchups and adjustments as those things play out. But it's just, in my opinion, it's just not ideal. Jordan, thank you so right. much for joining us this uh, this morning. Really do appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the game later on this afternoon. You got it. Everybody enjoy the week one of games. Should be fun. Sounds Jordan good. Renan. Uh, here on 98.7 ESPN New York Game Day. We get back. It's time for Kiwis. Keys to the game is three keys as to how the Giants are going to upset the Tennessee Titans later on this afternoon. That next on New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to New York Game Day here on 90.7 ESPN. Brought to you by Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure you grab a Telemore Dew during tonight's action. Remember, when it's game time, it's tally time. Please enjoy responsibly. Also, brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samuelpain.com today. With that being said, it's time for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. We just spoke to Jordan Renan. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like uh, Tibbs as well as uh, Ojolari are going to be active and attractive. But nonetheless, give me your three keys as to how you think and feel or what the Giants need to do, Kiwi, in order to beat the Tennessee Titans today. I think, I think in week one, 
it's the same across the board, right? So you need to go into the game with the objective just to come out with the win. You know, like I've been saying this entire show, there's a lot of storylines that have yet to be written. There's a lot of guys who are going to come out of the woodwork who we're going to be talking about, you know, probably starting in week two, three and and, and whatnot. But you need to be able to, to come out of this week with a win, go back, and then you can start analyzing people's performance, their play and whatnot. And to do that, I think one of the most important things when we're talking, you know, with Jordan is, you know, establish leadership. Who is going to be the leader on the field? Not the person that the camera gravitates towards, but who is going to be that leader? There are always guys on the field who are, you know, they're, they're big name players or they're big passionate players, but there's always a guy who knows formations. They know the matchups and adjustments. They understand what every motion means. And that's the guy who you can see on the field, you know, players will look to because they trust that person to get everybody on the defense lined up the same way on the offensive side of the ball. Usually that comes from the quarterback, but there's also usually an offensive lineman who is doing the majority of the communication up and down the line. And regardless of what position he's playing, he's the one that, that guys will look to and turn to and say, Hey, you know, how do you see this? Because they trust that guy. They've heard him in meetings, you know, you know, give his explanation. They've seen the trust that the coaches put in him. After that, you need to solidify the communication. Another thing that we were just talking about, if you're having somebody coming down from secondary, yeah, it's not ideal, but is, is, is that the guy that the coaches trust? Does he have a personal relationship with the offensive or defensive coordinator to, you know, to have that trust to say, Hey, this is this is not just a call, but these are the possible checks. Everybody line up. It's a voice that you've heard week in and week out during the preseason. Not just not just the guy who rallies everybody together when the camera's there and, and gets everybody hyped up, but the guy who is consistently communicating. Usually it's a veteran type guy who who just has an understanding because they've been in certain situations long enough. They don't have to have played a lot during this particular preseason. They just have to have an understanding, have a relationship, you know, with the, um, the coaching staff so that they're actually the coach on the field. After that, you want to overcome some adversity. So the preseason, in my opinion, can't really you can't really judge you know, players or teams based on the preseason. I heard you talk about it earlier because, you know, like unless you're privy to the meetings that the coaching staff is having, you don't understand what the preseason is about. I've been in situations where they've purposely left, um, you know, the the middle linebackers uh, headset dead because they wanted to see how is our second stream middle linebacker going to react if he can't get a call during a situation is he going to call timeout is he going to you know look and see the formation and make the best possible call is he going to put us in our base defense and get, get us lined up how is he going to react so there's a ton of things that are being practiced and things that guys are, are working on and during week one it's time to stop working on things it's time to actually go out there and play and you're going to have to overcome some adversity after that you got to establish an identity unless you're one of these teams that has you know just won or just made it deep into the playoffs and you know hey we are coming back and we are on a mission and this is our identity and there's a few teams that are like that every year but for the majority of teams 
they're searching. They're trying to find what is their identity? What kind of team are we going to be? Are we going to be that aggressive team that comes out? Yeah, we're going to give up some big plays here and there, but we're going to hit you more times than not. And we're going to make you submit. Or are we going to be that bend but don't break defense where, yeah, okay, you can dink and duck as much as you want, but you're not going to get into the end zone. Whatever that identity is, it needs to start being established right now. So, you know, going back, it's established leadership, solidify the communication, overcome adversity, and then, you know, get your identity as a team and start putting that together so that you can be proud. Hey, look, regardless of what happens, this is who we are. This is our brand of ball. And next week we're going to go out and we're going to impose our will on that next team. And it's so much easier to do that when you come out with a win in week one and you can see great teams struggle in week one. You can see Bad teams come out on top um, doesn't mean that that's the kind of season you're going to have, but it does put you in a position to, you know, to, to set up for a better season. He is Matthias Kiwanuka. These are these are Kiwis keys to the game for the Giants, what they need to do to try to pull up an upset against the Tennessee Titans today. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are favored by five and a half. New York game day brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper develops winning game plans for businesses moving forward together. EisnerAmper.com. When we come back, the one and only Mike Tannenbaum joins us for New York game day. With you for another hour leading into Dan Grouse and Greg Buttle for your Jets pregame. And then of course your Jets game right here on 98.7. ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.